0: Hello, everyone, to another episode of NerdRx podcast, and I'm your host, Barkha. And today we are bringing you another technique which is very, very widely used in our labs, and it is FTIR. And to talk more about FTIR, I have today Cameron Jordan with us. Uh, welcome, Cameron, to the show.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Awesome. Uh, So Cameron, before we go into the topic right away, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Okay. Um, My name is Cameron. I am a first-year PhD student at The Ohio State University. Um, I just completed my bachelor's degree less than a month ago at the same university. I have been working in a spectroscopy lab since February, working on a project that involves Fourier transform infrared and the quantification of cannabinoids present in hemp. So my very
0: first question to you would be, what is FDIR and what about it got you interested in it?
1: So I was actually more interested in the cannabis industry rather than the specific uh, spectroscopy that we would be doing. But I think, Saw a very good opportunity to work in an analytical laboratory and get the skills that I would need to continue as a professional in the industry. And I just kind of learned all of the material that I needed to in order to use the technology to create models, um, to collect data, and to ultimately communicate my work. So, I got interested in it because I was taking a class uh, for my major, food analysis, and the professor was, I really just enjoyed working with him, and I approached him about working as an undergraduate in his lab, and he agreed. So, that's how I've gotten here so far, Um, FTIR is a spectroscopic method that uses the infrared portion of the electromagnetic spectrum um, that, further that is broken down into about two um, subclasses of FTIR there's near infrared and mid infrared uh, they just utilize different regions of the spectrum okay
0: and why do we need FTIR like what is why is it so important and what are its uses
2: so, FTIR is very useful in compound identification. Um, we do a lot of classification, and it's also very important in analytical laboratories. Um, organic chemists use it to kind of identify different functional groups that are present in target analytes, and it can just be used uh, to create like prediction models, uh, as in the case of my research.
0: Okay, and uh, would you be able to run us through the steps involved in FTIR? Like, how long does an actual experiment take?
2: Yeah, so it depends on the type of FTIR you're doing. In the case of the near infrared that I'm using for my research currently, it takes about 10 seconds to collect a scan. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, I'm trying to. Just scan um, whole plant material from the cannabis species and um, see if the signal is strong enough from that. If the signal is not strong enough, we can uh, further powderize and then uh, just reduce the particle size and see if that works. If that doesn't work, we'll have to move into a further extraction method and. That can take a little bit more time, but it is very—it's very quick. Um, uh, that was one thing that I picked up on when I first started working was that wow, it's actually really easy to collect the data for this. Um, right. But in the case of like mid infrared, for example, it can take a little longer depending on what solvent you use to extract the components and how long it takes them to evaporate. Because a lot of the times. Uh, mid-infrared is used mostly on crystallized samples.
0: Right. I remember in my PhD, I used to do synthesis. And after our final step, like before going to NMR or mass spec, we would first quickly run to the ftir too, because our compounds had a very distinct carbonyl groups and If we see the carbonyl group at 1780, if I'm not wrong, we would be like, okay, we have made progress. So it is a very quick and easy and I think um, like a robust technique to identify your functional groups.
2: Yes. And like you said, um, in the case of synthesis, you can use it to monitor the progress of organic reactions. And I, I just think it's overall a relatively very cool technique.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really underrated, but it gives you a lot of information, especially for us when we used in context of uh, monitoring our reactions, and it was great. Like, if you don't see the carbonyl group, there is no point going to the next step of the reaction. Anyways, (laughs) so uh, what would you say, is there any alternative techniques you can use other than FTIR?
2: So there are actually a lot of alternative techniques to FTIR. Um, Like you mentioned, NMR is a very, it's a rapidly growing field, um, especially in the food industry uh, for rapid identification and also quantification. Uh, For my project, we actually use uh, LCMS, MS -MS data to serve as our reference data. And that's the kind of um, technique that we're trying to replace or speed up. Um, in the analytical testing process of HEMP right now.
0: So let's talk about the expertise. Is it an easy technique to learn for a completely newbie if someone has absolutely no idea what FDIR is?
2: Yeah, um, I can actually answer this from the side of a newbie because I had no idea what (laughs) infrared was before I even started. Today. And it was honestly the easiest science that I have ever done to collect data. There was no, no tricky extraction that had to be done, no derivatizations, no... It was just a very straightforward technique. You scan the, what you're trying to analyze, and then you collect the spectra. And then once you've collected enough spectra, you can move on with the modeling.
0: Okay. And is the analysis part difficult?
2: So the analysis is, it can be relatively difficult. We use a lot of multivariate statistics. Uh, Like I mentioned, partially squared regression. Uh, We're also looking at principal component analysis and SIMCA, which are classification uh, methods. And we are also now looking at More computer based modeling, such as support vector machine and artificial neural network algorithms.
0: Okay, it sounds like an easy technique to uh, learn. So, what would you say are the advantages and disadvantages of FTIR?
2: I would say an advantage of FTIR is definitely the time of analysis. You can almost get almost instantaneous results like in the case of the near-infrared, the 10-second scanning. Um, it's very easy for a new person to use. I would say the disadvantages are sometimes the signal cannot be strong enough from some of the target matrices that we are working with. Um, and there can also be a lot of noise introduced into some of the, the spectra So you kind of need to know the chemistry behind why does your spectra look like this? Should it look like this? And what does it mean if it looks different than what you expected?
0: So how do you deal with the
2: noise issue? So there are a few different um, things that we can do. On the hardware side, we can adjust and change some of the parameters that we use to collect the data to make sure that the signal to noise ratio is good enough. Um, There's some pre-processing that can be done, uh, noise removal and filters uh, to kind of filter out some of the noise and um, kind of pull out more of the specific regions of the spectra that you're looking at. The uh, filtering is a good technique. It gets you more clear spectra, essentially. But um, before we pre-process our data and before we build our model, um, we just like to make sure that the spectra is, it makes sense.
0: Okay, so let's discuss the cost associated with it. Is this technique easy to set up in any lab and... Once you have the machine, what about the consumables? Is it expensive or affordable?
2: It's relatively affordable as compared to like an LCMS. For for my project, the uh, sensor that I use is about five thousand dollars, compared to an LCMSMS being three hundred and fifty thousand. Um, It also depends on the type of hardware that you're using. So there are a range of infrared devices. So there's more portable options that are relatively inexpensive and I think would be very good options for labs that are growing or just starting out. And then there are also some benchtop techniques that are around $16,000 for one of the portable monitors and then the bench tops can get very, very expensive, but I don't have a, an exact cost for those ones.
0: Right. I remember the FTIR, which I was using had a diamond on its base.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if that diamond would get scratched up, the replacing that was very expensive. So we always had to be super careful while cleaning and that was the one important thing that we were taught.
2: Yeah. So, um, in reference to like the detectors, like you mentioned, um, it depends on the crystal that you're trying to use as well. Like you mentioned, the diamond ones can be a bit more expensive, but they're generally, um, more reliable and less prone to breaking. For example, (laughs) there's zinc selenide crystals that are very easy to break I haven't done it yet, but, and I hope I never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so is that a fun fact about FTIR?
2: Um, There's FTIR is, can just be called IR, but okay. the FT kind of makes it um, more applicable. Before the use of Fourier transform, it was, very hard to interpret the spectra but a lot of modern compounds such as like nmr it's not called ft nmr so i think the ft is very specific to ir ir
0: okay and as always my last question to you would be do you have any interesting articles or protocols or any resources that would help our listeners? And I would link that down in the description.
2: Yeah, so my lab uh, recently published a paper, kind of what I have been doing in the with the hemp as well. It's called A Novel Handheld FTNIR Spectroscopic Approach for Real-Time Screening of Major Cannabinoid Content in Hemp. That was done by my peer mentor, uh, C.U. Yao.
0: Okay. I will make sure to have that linked down in the description. And, well, uh, that was it for today's episode. Uh, FTIR is a very cool and easy technique to learn from what we have listened And I hope, uh, listeners, you found this interesting. And thank you so much, uh, Cameron, for giving us your time and walking us through FTIR.
2: Of course. Thanks for having me on, Barka.
0: Yes. uh, And listeners, I will catch you next week for another episode for the podcast. And in meanwhile, if you have any suggestions about topic Or if you wish to come on the podcast and discuss a technique, please feel free to email me at barkha at nerdrxpodcast.com. And remember, it's good to be a nerd. Bye.